0: But considering the weather, it's good to see so many of you here as we come together as the body of Christ to worship the Lord. Just out of curiosity, how many of you had four-wheel drive to get here? Let's see. Uh, that's the majority of you. It's the other ones that need an extra big congratulations for being here. It's good to be back at uh, Lakeside and to be able to be part together as uh a couple of churches, as well as a few people from other churches that don't have Good Friday service, as we come together to remember uh, that day so many years ago when Jesus our Lord went through so much for us. Um, and yet we call it Good Friday. And when I was young, I had a really hard time understanding that. I grew up in a mainline denomination. And um Good Friday was called Good Friday. We'd go to church, and it was the most solemn of solemn days. And it was never explained why. And I remember leaving on Good Friday service feeling, oh boy, I don't want to go there again. I just felt that it was such a heavy uh, Friday. And yet now that I've come to Christ as a young man and, and grown in my faith, I understand the bitterness of that day of what Jesus our Lord went through. But I also know that I am so grateful, and I'm sure you are too, that I live on the other side of the cross. Are you grateful for that today? That we live on the resurrection side of the cross. And though uh, we celebrate Good Friday and remember and reflect upon it, we have communion together, that it will never have the sting that it did that day for those who were there, we can never imagine what Jesus went through. It is impossible to understand taking the sins of the world upon yourself. That's, it's mind blowing. I can't get it. You can't get it. All we can do is in awe marvel at it that God loved us that much. It is a solemn day, but today I want to look at why Good Friday is Considered good to the Christian church as, as Bible believing Christians. What is good about Good Friday? I think there's lots of things. And today I want to look at, at three things that should keep our joy filled and our peace intact even as we celebrate today Good Friday and what our Lord did for us on that day so the first thing I want us to look at is that Good Friday is is good because it connected us to the good God of creation the Bible or it connects us to the good God of creation throughout the scripture starting with the book of Genesis God is described as good he's yes till today okay There you go. Look at that. We got tilted. God is good. And, 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 uh, you know, we used to sing a song, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. He is a good God who created things and every day after he created, uh, the things of that day in, in Genesis, he, he said it was good. And after he created things on the seventh day and he created man, what did he say? It is very good. Now, that is a good thing to hear. But the biblical word for good in the Old Testament is much deeper and much fuller than it is for us. When I went to school many, many years ago in the Stone Age, uh, we used to be given letters for grading or words. The worst you could get is poor. You know, I probably would have got worse if I could have. And, and then there was fair. And then there was good, and then there was very good, and then there was what? Do you remember? Excellent. Excellent. You always worked for those excellents. I didn't work too hard because they were way beyond me. Back then, I lived for sports, and that's all I lived for. But good was in the middle somewhere. It was certainly better than fair, but it wasn't as good as very good. If we take that view of what is being said here, we're missing the big picture. Because in Hebrew the word that most often is translated good in conjunction with God is a word TOWB Talb uh, Strong's Concordance defines it this way though good in the widest sense of goodness or the best beautifully precious and merciful in his desires and actions. So in conjunction with God, the best, beautifully uh, precious and merciful in his desires and his actions. So, you know, people ask you, how are you doing? You say, good. That. What does that mean? Really, Good Friday should bring to us the, con- the context that our God, who is the best in the widest context, what is the God of Good Friday? He's the one who sent his son. He's the one who tells us in Psalm 34 verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good, not average good, that he is the best. There's no, none better than him. Psalm 86 5 says, you are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call upon you. In the New Testament, it's trans, uh, the, it, the, the feeling there is all who trust in you. All who trust in you. You are abounding in goodness. Abounding in love. In the New Testament, Jesus referred to himself as the Good Shepherd. In John 10, 11, he says this, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He goes to the utmost to save his sheep. That's what Jesus did. He went to the utmost. He went to the cross to save us from ourselves and from our sin and from the condemnation that we deserved. Jesus paid it all. Just like we sang that song, beautiful song. He paid for it all. He didn't deserve to pay for any of it, but he paid it for us. So that we could be forgiven. The God of creation is a good God. It's a great starting point when people say, well, if there's a God in heaven, how can he allow all of what is going on in the world? The terrorism that's going on. The, you know, the way people are treating and mistreating one another. It's good to remember that it isn't God who's doing it. It is mankind, sinful mankind, that is taking out our sin nature on one another. That's what's happening. Because we have gotten away, so far away, from the commands of the good God. The one who knows what is best. We have said, oh, the Bible says this is best, or this is the way we should live. But that must be just for the Old Testament, because how could it be in today's day and age? And you could put a multitude of things in there that... At one time, North America was considered a Christian nation, but we've gotten away from the goodness of our God. And what he says is good for us, we said, well, I'll take this, I'll take one of those, could I have a few slices of that, and I'll leave the rest. God wants us to know that not only is he a good God, but we need to uh, embrace his commands. We need to embrace with obedience what he says is good. The second reason Good Friday is good is that it is part of the good plan of salvation. It's part of that whole massive plan that started before he created the world, before he created us, and will continue on into the future when we see him face to face, when he returns. He is at the center of that. God's goodness, His love, God the Father and Jesus' love for us is at the center of that in that they plan to save us from our sin and our rebelliousness through Jesus going to the cross. It's the capstone, so to speak, of the suffering that we deserved that was upon our Lord. It's amazing that our God would do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He went to the cross and paid that price. If we had paid that price, we would never have had a chance. That would have been the end of this world for us. But it was not the end. The disciples thought it was the end. The people who were there thought it was the end. It was that dark day, the darkest day, perhaps, of uh, creation, because no one knew that he was going to rise three days later but him. We're going to talk in a few minutes that they could have known, and maybe they should have known, but their eyes were darkened and they could not understand. Colossians two thirteen to 15 says this, When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ, he forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And after having discerned the power and authorities, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them at the cross. The imagery is that Jesus came and He took our sin And he nailed it to the cross. He nailed our sin to the cross. But the human reality was that when he was nailed to the cross, our sin was nailed with him to that cross. And it was a triumph over the dark powers of this world. There is certainly a sweetness to Good Friday that we cannot afford to lose. If it was not for the cross, we would not be able to Uh, celebrate Easter, there'd be no Easter. He died for us so that he could rise from the dead, so that he could be the firstborn amongst us. He proved that he was the Son of God by going to the cross and rising from the dead. It's the capstone, but it isn't the celebration. The celebration is Easter itself. When they cried out, he is not here. He has risen from the dead. Come back in three days or come to the, go to the church you worship at and hear that celebration. But just as every day is resurrection day, because we live on this side of the cross, every day we can marvel at the cross. Every day we could try to wrap our mind around why the Son of God would come and, and die such a painful death for us. Shed His blood for us. Why would He do that? And the truth is in the simplicity of his love. You see, the gospel has never meant to be hard to understand. His love is never meant to be just understood by those with college or university education. That's why the people in Halliburton County and in this church in particular are grieving ourselves for the loss of Dave Irwin, who used to sit always at the front, right there. That's where he sat, didn't he, Ross? right there that's why it's so uh, wonderful to know that we haven't lost Dave David was the Lord because he loved the Lord he loved his God and he knew his God loved him and every time the cross was preached on or Jesus died uh, his death was Dave would cry he'd weep he'd weep over any songs wouldn't he that had to do with that he took it so personal That they would hurt Jesus sometimes we don't take it that personal we don't take it to heart the way people with maybe a simpler faith do we need to say Lord bring the reality home to us that you did this out of love for us this is a good thing not that what he went through was good but the outcome was good And we see that in so many things. When we go through hard times in life, trials, not too many of us say, bring it on, Lord. More pain, more suffering, more bad health situations, more tension in my life, more anxiety. I want to lose my job again. (laughs) We We don't do that, do we? But God brings good from those situations if we keep our eyes fixed on Him if our attitude continues to be towards our God, rather than, oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. It doesn't do anyone any good. It doesn't glorify God. It doesn't point people to God. It doesn't lift our spirits. It doesn't help. By faith, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. We need to remember that He is in control. And so when we go through those hard times, financial stress, health situations, and we say, I I don't like what's going on, but I know God's in control. We're not just saying it. As we live it out, God makes it our reality. And people are drawn to Christ because of that. Jesus paid it all. And his word says that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes doesn't say all things are good but they work together for good the third reason good friday is good is that it does point us towards the culmination the celebration of the good news which is the resurrection good friday does not exist without the angels proclaiming he is not here he is risen if jesus had not died on the cross and had not appeared to the people for 40 days afterwards and proved who he was, he would not even be in history. Think of that. You would not know the name Jesus. He would just be another false prophet who claimed to be God, but who died and his grave is lost. They wouldn't even know his grave. There were many false prophets in that day. We know very few of their names. What made different made a different is that jesus not only rose from the dead he told he prophesied in advance that he would rise from the dead not once not twice but three times in three different gospels it is uh, given to us in jesus's words that he would rise from the dead listen to what jesus says in matthew chapter 20 to his disciples can it be any more clear than this Now, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples and he said to them, we are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life some of them must have heard that and passed that on and somehow it got to the romans ears that's why they put a big rock in front of his tomb that's why they put the roman guard there was they heard that he had claimed that he would rise from the dead and so they were going to make sure that didn't happen but who can stop god from doing what only God can do. And we know the outcome of that. That's what we are going to celebrate on Easter in just a few days. All of the pain and glory goes to God. He he took our pain. He didn't deserve it. But He does deserve our praise and our glory. The prophecies came true. Every one of them but specifically from Jesus' own words, I marveled at the fact that they were so blind. But how blind am I that many times I don't see the things God wants me to see because my eyes are not open. One of my prayers in the morning is, Lord, help me to see what you see. Help me to see people the way you see them. Help me to love people the way you love them. Help me not to judge them Because I am not the judge. You are the judge. Help me have your eyes to see. Take the blinders off my eyes. Because I can be blind at times. I get caught up in my own world. And I think all of us can be. Good Friday is good because a good God with a good plan came up with the idea that Jesus would go to the cross. And it didn't end on the cross. The cross is empty because three days later, he rose. And we always need to remember that. And when we, as we take communion today, that's what we're remembering. We're remembering the fact that his blood was shed for us. His body was broken for us, but that he will come again. Jesus said, you will not do this again until I return. He will return. He has risen and he is coming again. He's coming back. And so as we partake together, let's make sure that the bitter does not overwhelm the sweet. It is a sweet reality that Jesus loves us and has done everything needed for us to know him and have eternal life. Let's pray together. Jesus, you paid it all. That song is ringing in my heart. All to thee I give. We thank you and we praise you for what you did for us on that cross. We thank you that you allowed yourself to go through that bitter time of Good Friday because you knew that Sunday was indeed coming. We live on this side of the cross, so we should never allow it to overwhelm us because we know how the story ends. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. Be with us now as we partake in communion together. Prepare our hearts. If there's anything we need to get right with you, help us to, even now, to do business with you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.